Welcome back to Spanning the State on WTMJ. I'm your host, Kristen Bry, along with my guest co-host, Steve Scafidi. And when you live in Milwaukee, it's inevitable that you're going to hear conversations on what we should do to curb reckless driving. It is very much a reality that we have to deal with. And people talk about stricter punishments, bringing back driver's ed, making it mandatory, red light cameras, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit. But one thing you've definitely noticed, at least I've definitely noticed in the last year, is how many projects have popped up that really are focused on redesigning the streets. And so here to talk about whether or not those efforts are worth the money, are they working, is president and co-founder of Urban Milwaukee, Jeremy Janine. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thanks for having me and congratulations on your new show. Thank you. Happy to have you as one of our first guests. So, where, so of the projects that have already happened, what are kind of the big ones that you're, you recently wrote about? So th- there are some major things underway in the city of Milwaukee that take years to play out. Like you're looking at Walnut Street, just west of Pfizer Forum across Interstate 43. That went from a four-lane road to a two-lane road with a, a essentially what is a bike path next to it. So a, a complete transformation of that street. And then you're looking at much smaller projects, much cheaper projects to just do these little, they're called bump outs, little concrete islands that are in the parking lane that kind of hug the street a bit. Because when you think about the open road, you think about speed. So the idea is to kind of unopen the road, close it up a little bit, narrow it down, and that causes people to slow down. And that that specifically, if I'm imagining it right in my head of what those bump outs are, specifically help with the... what colloquially known as the Milwaukee slide? Yes, the Milwaukee slide where someone illegally passes you on the right at a really high speed. That's the most dangerous thing, and they help you, or they help stop that. But they also have been showing, and this is what the DPW, Department of Public Works, data shows, they're generally causing people to slow down a little bit, which is good for safety. I had the mayor of Milwaukee on Kevlar Johnson on the program a couple weeks ago, and we talked about this issue because I think your story had just come out. And he's very excited about the possibilities, but the thing that he noted and the thing that I took away from that interview Data-driven. I love the fact that they're looking at hard data. I guess for me, the, the link to that is you can see what's actually happening on the streets. It's not speculation. It's not politics, because we know this issue, reckless driving, is very political, yep. as somebody who does a political show. Is that the sense you get that the mayor seems to be committed to this? Yeah, I think the Department of Public Works, and I, I talked about like with Walnut Street, things take years to play out. Well, to get the data, it's going to take years because you got to get it before. You have to know where you started. Yeah. And then you can't just put stuff in and then be like, oh, we forgot to get it. You've missed your window. So now we're seeing some 2020 data merged with this now data on what's happening on the streets now that they've been modified. How has the speed been affected? That's a big factor, right? Focus on speed. Yeah. So if you're looking at Oklahoma Avenue near Humboldt Park, they put in these bump outs. Uh, what used to be a four lane street is now two lanes with a center turning lane. Um, these bump outs cause cars that are turning to slow down because they can't kind of diagonally cut. They have to do a 90 degree turn. And they saw average speeds drop from 34 to 30 miles per hour. That's actually hitting the speed limit now. So that's good. Uh, and then on Lapham Street near South Division High School, uh, and there's another elementary school on that street, speeds actually dropped from 30 miles per hour to 25, which means they lowered speeds below the speed limit. So that, I guess, is a political consideration then is what should the speed limit be, or is that exactly what we want? But there was some controversy with that project, right? Absolutely. The Department of Public Works, in an interview with me, openly admitted that the project itself seems like it worked, but the communication aspects were lacking. And that's because that project is different than the Oklahoma project. There's not concrete in the road. There's these little plastic pop-up dividers that push the bike lane towards the curb, and then move the parking inward. So the parked cars are protecting the bike uh, lane, and that causes confusion for drivers at first. Is there a connection to police department enforcement action, uh, just having a conversation with law enforcement on these issues, on that calming? 
There's long been, from a national perspective, this three E's approach to traffic uh, safety, education, enforcement, engineering. We're talking about engineering today, but I think you need to remember education, both in terms of driver's ed and communicating to drivers, like we just talked about was missed, but enforcement is an absolutely essential piece. You can't stop someone from running a red light. We're talking to Jeremy Janine, president and co-founder of Urban Milwaukee, around the efforts to calm traffic or curb reckless driving. And so of the data that we have of what's working, how much is that able to be implemented in the planned projects that haven't started yet? So uh, it's interesting uh, data. I think you'd want to see it because every context is a little bit different. There's going to be a different number of parked cars. But what we've seen is two different road designs. They both seem to work, and the city is rolling out those designs in several other places. Um, as anyone that's driven in Milwaukee has probably encountered a speed hump. We know those are work because we probably hit those too fast and gone, oh, no, <laughs> and a bunch of words you shouldn't say on the radio. Uh, those you know work. They're, they give you immediate feedback. But it's good to see that the money being spent, uh, several million dollars now on these other projects, is working and that those same designs are being rolled out elsewhere. That was my next question. Where's, where do the money comes from? So a couple different pockets of money. The Oklahoma Avenue project, the Lapham project are funded by, and I won't give a dissertation on Pand- uh, pandemic aid, but federal funds. Uh, that money will essentially run out at the end of this year. Uh, there's other money, like seeing on Capitol Drive near Midtown Center, that's coming from a tax incremental financing district. Uh, the new Northwestern Mutual project downtown, the city, will, like it did with the first tower, will tap that project, the increased property tax revenue, to pay for things as state law allows within a half mile of that project. So looking ahead at the projects that are planned, I wanna, I don't know if this is true or not, I'm a big fan of roundabouts. I know some people hate roundabouts, but one, Wisconsin has some of the most roundabouts in any state, I think, in the country. Yeah, we might be number one. Yeah. I think we are number one. Is there plans to put more roundabouts throughout the city? There's not in the sense of roundabouts. If you think about roundabouts, you often see them in these like large highway off-ramp contexts because they consume a lot of space. Yeah. So in a lot of city neighborhoods, they don't really work uh, because there's just not space for them. But they are... Uh, deploying traffic circles in certain areas, which is that bump out kind of in the middle of an intersection. Uh, They're seeing, at least anecdotally, I haven't seen any actual hard data on this, but different success with people driving over the top of those. You have a certain political choice to make whether how much you want to damage someone's car when they cross it. I I always focus on politics because that's what I do. Is there a lot of interest from state politicians in ideas like that, given that we're talking about Milwaukee? It, it seems like a common sense thing, but I know how politics works in Wisconsin. They often look away from Milwaukee. There's definitely, so the mayor held a press conference with the county executive last Friday to talk about red light cameras. They want to talk about enforcement, and that's the thing that draws interest from the state. And it seems to be there's diverging opinions there. I think one of the things that's been clearly proven since 2020, and it seems like everyone's driving habits changed, was the penalties for being a repeat offender are not very high. People just keep driving, mm. keep driving. And we've all seen those stories now. So-and-so had 45 speeding tickets and different moving infractions. So there has been some movement, uh, bipartisan at the state level, to change uh, the penalty system, allow city to impound vehicles, um, allow pursuing nuisance des- designations, which allow someone to actually go to jail for their offenses. Because uh, I think that's a hard thing for people to swallow is actually a lot of driving offenses you can't go to jail for. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but what we saw in the red light camera discussion is Bob Donovan um, now state assembly representative, a Republican, but longtime city council member was, no, 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 we don't need red light cameras. And so I think that's going to be a much bigger um, fight to have is whether to allow that at the state level. All right. Well, Jeremy Janine, thank you so much for coming in studio and telling us more about the projects that have been happening. 
their effectiveness, what we can expect as far as continued construction to redesign the roads. And we will continue to follow up with your uh, reporting on this topic. Thanks for having me.